What's up everyone? We have a lot to talk about today, including the awesome 6-0 win against Tulsa. Woo! And of course, we'll look ahead to this weekend's big match. What do they call it? The Donner Pass Derby. Yeah, that's it. And against Reno, of course, we'll do that right after this. Alright guys, we're back of course here at Fort Rock Brewing. I'm Mark Anthony, KCJ, Jonathan Glatz. Man, satisfied after the win on Saturday. So we'll talk about that of course and we'll also look ahead to Reno this coming weekend. We might also dabble into a little gold cup. So stick around and we'll talk about some other things going on in the world of soccer. But first, let's get into it. Republic 6, Tulsa nil comprehensive win Absolutely. for the guys in red. Casey, tell me your initial thoughts after that game. How are you feeling? It was amazing. I think it's one of the it's what's our biggest win in franchise club history, history yeah. correct? So, yeah. I mean, what a terrific feeling, especially after a season where we kind of started out rocky in some areas where we were kind of questioning even if we were going to finish in the playoffs and to see this team turning around with such a dominant performance. I mean, we might not control possession. I think it was like a 50-50 split almost on possession and things like that. But we dominated the game. We controlled play. We kept it at our tempo. Tulsa didn't even look like they were there most yeah. of the time. Yeah, you know, you talked about it. Yeah, we actually were 46% technically in possession, but you wouldn't have known it because all of our possessions seemed to end up in a shot attempt or yeah. forward play, whereas Tulsa, they were pretty much just – playing not to get scored on the whole night. <laughs> they barely had any opportunities to score. So, John, I know that you are someone who really likes it when our team keeps it tight in the back. Of course, we've all been a little frustrated, but seeing six goals put up, I mean, I mean what that, is your takeaway from that? I mean, that, that, that gives me a lot of confidence going forward uh, in our attack. I mean, because prior to, to last night, I mean, our best game was 4-1 this season three of which were scored by Cam. Yep. And, and my point has pretty much always been we can't have Cam being the only one carrying our attack. Yeah. And, and in this instance, he wasn't. You know, we saw Cam get, get a brace. Bonomo finally uh, scoring during the regular season with a brace. Uh, Warner had an assist. Warner got a goal. And, and, uh, and Tanner on the, yeah, on the sheet again. Uh, so, I mean, we've got all aspects of our field involved. Our game was highly, you know, highly attacking. I mean, we, we huh. of our nine shots in target, we, we scored six of them. Um, so, and I think our guys, they looked like they're having a lot of fun. I mean, you watch Shannon Gomez. He was doing a little, uh, he's getting a little cheeky there. A lot of our guys are playing like they're having fun with the skill moves. And I was very impressed by our attack. And, and if we can, we can play like that going forward, I won't ask us to rely on our defense. Um, which, which I've been yeah. for the most part of the season so far. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed we, get, we didn't get the extra point. We scored the touchdown, but no extra <laughs> point. I really wanted to see seven. And you know what? As many goals as went in the back of the net, we still had three or four really big chances that we didn't get in. Yeah. Obviously, those are forgiven. You can always forgive those. But that just shows you the complete domination. I mean, it wouldn't have been crazy to see this at eight, nine, nil. No, I mean, no. it... And uh, welcome relief. Now, Casey, 
we've all been talking about how we need to score more goals. The last three games, we scored three at New Mexico. We scored three at San Jose. We scored six at home. I mean, that's 12 goals in the last three games. I don't think we're going to keep that pace, but are, does the last three games also kind of make you not worry about our attack moving forward? Or do you think that this could just be a good run of form and maybe we might revert to, you know, one one goal a game, maybe two if we're lucky? I mean, all good things come to an end, so yeah. I want to say that. I, we can't expect to keep scoring three-plus goals a game. We won't we, score six a game. We kind of talked sure. about it when we did our predictions for this Tulsa game, though, is – we, I think you said 3-0, and you said, oh, I don't know. I said 2-0. I don't think I we're going to score another yeah, three-goal game back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, <laughs> and then we went on to score six. Yeah. So it's really unpredictable, but John said, these guys are flying right now. They're playing with confidence. They're having a good time, and, I, yeah, I think we should expect goals from them right now. I just think they're so high in confidence that you might not get six nils every game, but we're going to see some two nils, three nils, I think, over the next few games. Well, and, and with the amount of goals that we're scoring, that's going to give all of our guys confidence. It's going to get our defenders confidence, knowing that they can rely on the attack. It, you know, it's going to give the midfield confidence, knowing that they can kind of shape the way the play is going to come. And it's going to give our attackers confidence, knowing that they can score the goals. And it doesn't need to be a 3-0, 3-1, 6-0 game every time. But the more confidence we have, the more positive results we are going to have. Regardless, I will be happy... If we, I mean, as long as we keep winning and getting good results, um, if we don't score as many as we do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our guys, I want them to keep playing with the same confidence that they had, have had over the past couple of games. Right, right. And you know what? Something that had been a thorn in our side all season was our lack of goals created from set pieces. Yeah. We saw Bijev get that goal against the Earthquakes. And we scored three of our six goals on Saturday night from a set piece. The first one, of course, the corner kick by Bijev. Tainer gets on the end of it. It looked like it was a very nice play that the guys have been working on because uh, as Tainer even um, gave a shout-out to Harris, he gets him free. Tainer runs that far post, so it looked like that was a planned play from the get-go. So nice to see the guys working on some of maybe the finer things of the game. You know, like some of those set pieces scenarios. And we were a little bit worried going into the game about Tulsa being a team to watch out for on set pieces. Well, 68% aerial duels won in this game for our team. That is our high of the season. And we talked about it early on. We have tall players. When you have Tainter in there and you have Harris in there and you have these guys that have the height, we need to be winning these. We saw it in this game. and It helped us dominate because every time Tulsa tried to bring the ball up, there was somebody there to head it back the other way. So. Yeah, and um, you know with Bijev back in the lineup, I think he he was will, terrific. He'll be our uh, set piece taker from the right, from the left hand side with his right in swinging ball. Whether that's a shot like we saw against San Jose, or corner kicks, or free kicks, uh, he also had another assist on Awasa's second goal of the game from a set piece. Uh, nice in swinging ball again. So John, now with Bijev back in the lineup. Does that just, I guess, bolster our, our set-piece uh, aggressiveness and, uh, I guess, versatility? I would, I would say yes, I mean, but, but that's something I've, you know, I've always felt Bijev is very creative in pretty much all avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know we stated a few podcasts ago that him coming back isn't going to change our form. Well, right. But I, I obviously think 
we were wrong saying that. Yeah. Because he, he adds a whole lot of something in every aspect. Well, he is our Lord and Savior, right? Well, so. and we've seen the trend. I mean, three games ago, guess who came back? BJ. We have scored 12 goals in those three games. I mean, he came back in the cup that we lost, so let's grant that. But, I mean, the three league games that he's played since he's been back, we have scored 12 goals in. So there's something to be said for the creativity he's bringing, opening up other guys to also be more creative in their own right. Yeah, and, and I think that's what it is. And obviously he's great on set pieces. And obviously, you know, he has contributed to our success in set pieces. I mean, he's scoring his own goal against the Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think... I think, yes, he adds a lot to set pieces, but I don't think he can only... I mean, not only, but I, I think you got to focus on everything rather than just the set pieces, which yeah. I'm glad was successful with the set pieces. Bijev, back in the lineup, also gives our attack a little bit more of a dynamic approach because he can play on that left wing. That moves Warner from the left to the right where he can cut back on his left. So it kind of helps in two different ways just by inserting him back. But we can't just stop there. Bijev has been great. Bonomo, he probably had his best game Hats as a Hats off to Bonomo. I mean, Hats off. hey, you got to hand it to him. He did miss an opportunity early in the game from right outside the box, but he scored two goals. The second one, he kind of runs into it. But hey, when you're playing well, you get rewarded sometimes by being in the, put yourself in the right place at the right time. The first goal, I mean, obviously it's a breakaway, but he still slots it in. For a guy who's had, who had one goal in the season coming in, you can't take this for granted. What a welcome sight it was to see yeah, Bonomo. And I, I'm very pleased. And I, I know we were all texting you know, during the first, like, what, 30, maybe 40 minutes of the game. It's like, oh, Bonomo's at it again, you know, <laughs> missing sitters. But, you know, he gets he gets a brace, and, and I'm, I'm... We've been hard on him, so we got to give him his props. Yeah. Well, and we I'm, talked about it, though. He does do the work off the ball, so it's good to see him getting the results. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. So, uh, going back to what you said about Bijev... Coming back to the team, Bonomo obviously had his best game of the time that he's worn uh, a Republic jersey. But also, this team is in a full bill of health right now. There was no players on the injury sheet. So I think our team getting back to health, maybe having the game stretch out a little bit more, has contributed a lot to the better run of form here. Um, A couple things I wanted to point out, though. Hayden Partain and Horde, they were healthy scratches. Do we think that that's a sign that they might not be part of the 18 moving forward, or was this maybe a one-off? I I, got to say it's somewhat of a sign. You don't get dropped from the bench completely if there's not something that the coach is not happy with in your game, if you're not performing how the coach wants you to perform. Now, we do enjoy Horde, and I personally was a fan of Partain, too. I think he offers a lot in the midfield. So, in my opinion, I don't think that those are guys that deserve to hit the bench. But then you look at the guys that are ahead, the ones we've just talked about, and, you know, you start to think, you know, Blackwood probably gets a spot because he does offer something and things of that nature. Yeah, so, he's attacking So you just got to look who's on the bench and who we have, and maybe they are the ones that are starting to get relegated out a little bit. What do you think, John? Uh, yeah, I would, I mean, I'm not kind of thinking at a, at a wait-and-see approach right now. Um, I think part, if, if I remember correctly, Partain's played more games than Horde. Horde's kind of been an they both have so been far. They both have been not playing as many minutes lately as they started. But, but Horde's kind seen, of been a fill-in position-wise, like where we need someone to fill in for us here yeah, and there. Yeah, and, and it seemed like Horde has now come become 
second fiddle to Bijo. Coach likes playing in right. that position. Um, and Hort is not really a natural winger. I mean, no. we've talked about it. He's more of a right back by trade, right Curry winger goal. if needed, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it seems like Coach doesn't necessarily need him. I mean, and right? I like I like both players a lot, and yeah. but we're getting results. You know, I'm I'm founder and, and president of the Horde Fan Club, <laughs> but you know, um, we're playing well. Well, well you know we're what? Playing well, it's you hard. Don't want to mess with it. Yeah, it's hard to say that the coach got anything wrong when you win six 0 but I think we can all agree that we're not going to have players who are going to be available every week, whether it's injury, whether it's yellow card accumulation. Partain and Horde will suit up more times than they won't. That's just a fact of the matter. A Nick here, a Nick there. Uh, we don't have a deep squad. I mean, really, you got 20 guys to work with, and it only takes an injury or two from needing literally all hands on deck. Well, yeah, and we, we're all fans of bigger clubs and other leagues and stuff where the players are coming and going. And sometimes your favorite guys just are the ones that have to go. Yeah. Um, sometimes we get a little too emotionally attached to a player. I know since, like, you like Horde, and we have a friend, that Scott, that really likes B-Jeb, and... You know, there's there's guys that get emotionally attached to players, and that's not a bad thing. But you got to remember that sometimes they're not the best player. And even though your emotions there, you got to think of what's going to win the game for the team. And that's well, where they. You go. know, it's a good problem to have when you have too many. When you when you have guys on the bench or that can't even make the bench, that you're saying that person, that player needs minutes. It's a lot better than oh, we should probably avoid playing that guy. Absolutely. You know? so, Absolutely. And, uh, and go ahead. Both of them played. Many, many minutes last season. Both played yeah. really, really good. So there's no denying their, their quality. Yeah. So another thing that uh, stood out to me was the center back pairing. We have we had four healthy and non-suspended center backs for Saturday. Kynan, again, was on the bench. Mahoney on the bench. Uh, I think we all kind of figured that Mahoney is a spot starter, a fill-in. But is Harris and Tainer are starting center backs... If everything, if everyone's healthy going forward, I've liked Kynan, so I don't want to say that he doesn't start. But I think you rotate those guys out now that you have two or three guys that really work well together with Kynan, Tainter, and Harris. I think at any given time you can rest either one, and so I think this is just a case of he's going to rest whatever one he feels needs to be rested. Kynan's maybe going to be someone's a little harder in tackles. He's going to stay back a little more than Harris and Tainter as a pair. So against Tulsa, he wanted them to have a little more freedom going forward, I think. He didn't have to worry about them sitting so far back and protecting as much. So I think that's why he went there. But if you play a team like uh, Phoenix when they come in, you're going to have a guy like Kynan in there that's going to be a hard enforcer cleaning that box out. So that's my opinion. No, and we'll probably see Kynan. I, I think oh, yeah. Kynan will probably start against Reno. Because Reno, uh, they're not as good as they've been historically the past two seasons that they've been around. But they're still a very capable team, especially if they bring loans from the from San Jose. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably going to require a little bit of tinkering on the defense. Um, but and we've been notoriously bad against Reno in our USL history so far. So Except we beat them a couple oh. times at home. And we beat them in the cup. Last year we beat them, we tied them. Or, excuse me, we lost to them. We beat them on the road, lost to them at home. And this year we've... We just normally get them better in the cup. And then yes. it gets better yeah. in the Yes, this year we so. lost 4-1 at home. So if, if it, it looks like we'll, we should beat them if uh, we keep the trend going. I also think that Horace and Tainer will be our center backs going forward. I think they just provide the, the best blend of set-piece attacking ability plus being strong in the back. One player that we got to see for the first time, Juan Barahona, 
He comes on for Gomez, a sight you rarely ever see. Shannon Gomez getting subbed off of the field. But we all kind of thought going into it, this might be a game where Barahona finally gets his feet Absolutely. wet as a member of Sacramento. So what do you think about him? I mean, nothing really notable. That, yeah. It's, it. it was already, what, 4 or 5 nil when he came on? Yeah, I think the comment you just made is it. You know, um, I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was good. I don't think there he was any... the ball a couple times. We didn't really get to see him under any kind of pressure, under any kind of real challenge. We didn't see him darting forward and doing anything fantastic either, where he was like creating two more goals all of a sudden out of nowhere or anything like that. So for me, I think it was a good run out for him. Good to get his name on the sheet real quick. But other than that, there wasn't much to see. Uh, another player who didn't have much to do, Cohen. I mean, Cohen could have been out there in a lawn chair and board shorts and probably would have given up the same amount of goals he gave on Saturday. <laughs> really, the only chance, the only big chance that they had was kind of that last play at the end of the game where the ball kind of ricochets off of McCrary and he kind of goes to his right. But even that wasn't, I wouldn't even call that a big save. But Tulsa really didn't. Sometimes Do that's anything. the hardest for a keeper, though. When you go 80 minutes without getting anything on, and then all of a sudden they put one on late when you're like, oh, I got to do something? All right. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? For a guy who has saved our behinds a million times the last two years, I was super happy to see Cohen kind of get a night off, so to speak. Yep. You know, he didn't have to – we didn't have to get a result because of anything he needed to do to get us there, right? So hats off to – for him of course and that's uh, another clean sheet so that's two clean sheets in the usl in our last two usl games what do you think about that i, I think it's good it's big credit to cohen big credit to our back line um absolutely mccrary and gomez i mean yeah they've and, been and i've pretty not solid. been sold on i've not been sold on mccrary like I've, I've talked to you guys about but i mean the results don't lie I and mean, he's part of that. He that got team. an assist. He got an Awasa's assist. Awasa's first yeah. goal right before so, half. He crosses it in. I think his he, experience alone to keep his head, too, and keep the team's head helps a lot. Which, you know, and I'm happy to, to, to eat my words, um, and I'm happy for him to do well. And I think that he's, you know, especially the past couple games, he's been a great asset. And I think our entire back line is maybe finally getting on the same page. So a couple notable things from this game. We'll wrap it up here after we do our man of the match. Tulsa has never beaten the Republic. This is, I believe, their third or fourth season now in the never USL. They have never beaten the Republic. You never go full. Hashtag they, never go full Tulsa. They have not won a game since April 24th. That's two months. That is the biggest margin in Republic history for a victory. Great win. Uh, and and Owasa, he had two goals. He could have had another three, I believe. He had an assist, too. Um, but, yeah, McCrary got an assist. Uh, Bijev got a couple assists. I don't know if Horace gets credit for Warner's assist because he just really passed him the ball and let Warner run for 80 yards and score. But, hey, maybe he gets one, too. It's a hockey assist. We'll give the hockey assist. But I think we can all agree just – a comprehensive victory from front to back. And we were a little worried going into the game about the rust factor because our guys had a long extended layoff. Seventh minute, they score a goal. So, you know, you kind of put that behind you real quick when you get on the board. Casey, who's your man of the match? I'm going to make Scott happy today. I'm going to go with BJ. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think the creativity. Two players scored two goals, and you didn't take one, and you I, went. No, I think our Lord and Savior, I think that the spark that he's brought to it is has done it, and I think in this game we saw it. He creates the opportunities for other people with the runs he makes off the ball, with the movements he makes, and he takes other players on one-on-one, -on -one, is able to make space for other players in that box, too. I think a lot of the work he did was crucial. 
coming back, I think he's been key to not this game, but every game so far like we talked about before. So I'm going to give him the nod on this coming back. First two assists of the season too, believe it or not. So it's been a, a dry spell for him. Hopefully he can get a goal in USL play soon, maybe this Saturday against Reno. John, who is your man of the match? Uh, you know, I've, I've actually got to go with uh, Bonomo, Bonomo, how we say his name. Um, you know, he's he's been playing a lot of minutes. He's been making a lot of good looks. He's hit, missed a lot of sitters. Um, it's kind of the same argument as BJ. And, he, and he's finally kind of, this game, he finally got his got his due, I guess, for lack of a better word. Absolutely. Um, so I'm really happy for him. And I think, you know, because he's, he's show, you know, he, sh- he showed his quality in this last game, he's got to yeah. get it, got to get it. Oh, yeah. I got to go with the wasp, so you guys just gave me an easy layup there. Two goals and an assist. I mean, you can always just go for a wasp. <laughs> that that is true, but hey, um, he even though we're joking that he missed a couple easy ones, he did. He's always putting himself in such good positions. I really liked his assist, though. I'm not gonna lie, him. It, it was. Don't get me wrong. It was a terrible ball by the Tulsa center back that got picked off, but he just simply. Two touches that right into Bonomo's run. Just quick. The play was on. He slots it perfect so Bonomo could just run and just yeah. one-time that to the side of the keeper. Uh, I mean, man, he's Owasa was just everywhere. We see it all the time. But even, especially against a team like that, a team that's leaky in the back, he was everywhere. So uh, a lot of guys could have got man of the match. A lot of guys. Real, I thought, had a great game. Sorry, held up the, the back really well, defended really well behind, or right in front of those defensive backs. Yeah, so. all the defenders. All right, guys, so this Saturday, we I mean, get had, to make our so. way up the 80 I guess and wrap it up. head to Reno. I think the three of us all might be there. Hope so. I know I'll be there for sure. I'll be there for sure. Celebrating my birthday, hopefully with a Republic win. Man, Reno, uh, it's always a good game. I mean, I, it's always a interesting game. Maybe not good, but it, there's always a lot of drama. Uh, we've seen our team lose 4-1 against them at home. We've seen our team blow a two-goal lead and lose 3-2 at home. We saw the U.S. Open Cup match just a couple weeks ago, which yep. ended well for us. I just feel like this game, there's always a lot of drama and it feels like a true derby match like it it just does like it's not like a just a proximity thing like the short history between these clubs has seen some good games some interesting games so this this isn't something created by the league yeah by the teams so they sit in seventh place right now one spot behind our guys although they are playing tonight when we're filming this so they could move up we'll see uh, they do have a tough game against Portland, though. So, Casey, they're 2-2-1, two, two, and one, two wins, two losses, and a draw in their last five. We don't know what's going to happen tonight, but they do go on the road against Portland. How are you feeling about our chances going on the road and getting a result this Saturday night? Uh, we've been a confident team, and they're a team that's found a little inconsistency recently. They've got a draw, a win, a loss, a win, a loss, and a draw again, or a win again, I think it was. Yep. So, you know, the inconsistency is what I think that we can take advantage of. They're a team that's also letting in goals, and with us flying right now, I think we're going to put a couple past them. I think we're going to get the result. Um, 
we're gonna have a lot of support out because we are gonna be out there. I know a lot of TVP, TV, TVB are gonna be out there, so we'll have a lot of Republic support out there. So I think it'll be a good game and one we should be able to get a result from. Yeah, I hope to see a lot of uh, Republic fans out there. I think we will outnumber the Reno degenerates or whatever they're they're called. I don't know. I don't know what they're Reno inmates. They're Reno called like throwers. the they're called like the Battle Brigade or something. The right? Battle Born Battalion, I think they're, it is. Yeah, they, yeah. I wonder where they got the battalion from. Honestly, they're just a joke of a uh, supporters group. They but, just uh, copy us one step behind everything we do. So. <laughs> so I hope more bottle throwing. I hope that it sounds like a Republic home game for all the fans at home. So. Uh, John, like Casey said, they're 2-2-1 two, two, and one in their last five. They've scored 30 goals. They've also given up 24. So, with our run of form and our attacking run of form, do you expect our guys to put some goals in their net this Saturday? I think we will. Um, I don't think we're going to see the same results we saw Not last six? week. Not six? Come on. What about uh, five? Another 6 nil would be a maze balls. I, I think we'll probably get two, but they're also... One of their things is, you know, I one of the reasons I'm very confident is they're going to be without their best player. Yep, uh, Brian Brown. Brian he, Brown. He's on international duty with Jamaica. He's uh, currently one of the bench players for the Jamaica national team in the Gold Cup. They are advancing to the knockout stage of the tournament, so they will be without that. His services, eight goals. And 11 appearances for him. And how many assists? Like I think five four, four or five. Yeah. Five assists. He's their leading goal scorer and their leading assist uh, leader right now. So Herzog is just slightly behind him though. So yeah. So Herzog's got seven and three, I think, or something. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, Herzog. He's probably the the main guy to watch out for. They do play a four four two diamond. They're one of the few teams in this league that really only plays a four four two diamond. They keep it real narrow. Um, but yeah, with those two strikers, usually with Herzog and Brown, that's a deadly duo. But yeah, we talked about it. Brown being out. What do we need to do, Casey, to make sure Herzog doesn't hurt us Saturday night? We need the center backs like we talked about. That's terrible. I'm here all night. So. But, uh, we need the center backs like we kind of talked about in the, the post-match to do what they did. And that would be bringing in a guy maybe like kind of they control the box a little bit more. But... Harrison Tainter, you put them in too. Two tall guys are going to flood that box out and not give them the opportunities. Uh, Sorry is also going to be key at controlling them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, what are you most concerned about about the match on Saturday as our guys travel up to Reno for the match? I mean, Reno's always seemed in some form, especially when we're at home. Be I, I feel our... like we always are better there, and they're better at our house, yeah, right? But that. There always seems to be some apprehension, hesitation. I'm not sure exactly what the word is. When we're playing against them, we don't play as good as we should, or at least we don't maintain our concentration. My biggest concern is that we don't. You know, maybe we take a two-goal lead and, and lose three-nothing like we have before. Um, that that's my biggest concern is is maintaining because I think we are a better team than they are this year. Yeah. I think that that is without. Uh, debate. Um, you know, they're, they're three goals behind, or three points behind us, and we're, by the end of time, we'll have two games in hand. Uh, and we're still above them. Yeah. So, if you look at, at points-wise, you can't debate we are a statistically better team, or points-wise, a better team than them. But, again, they always seem to be kind of our boogeyman. And, and Fair enough. We, we usually seem to lack concentration or uh, 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 
I'm not. We, we don't see out the full 90 minutes, and yeah. that's my biggest concern. One of the weird things that we'll probably see again on Saturday night is Emra Clementa wearing that blue kit. Oh, I man. still uh, still is weird to me. Um, so he sad. may be obviously he when he's available and healthy, he's probably their best defender. Yeah. But again, we talked about it. They're a team that gives up goals. They've given up a lot of goals lately. They lost to Phoenix uh, 3-0. Uh, their wins, their last two wins are against Galaxy 2 and Las Vegas. But yeah, they also just recently lost to San Antonio where they had a two-goal lead and gave up three goals. So Payback is sweet. I, I kind of feel like, and I'll let you answer that. I guess I'll ask you. Do you think that they're ripe for the taking right now? Because they do have a, they're not in good form, and they play tonight on the road against a very, very tough Portland Timbers 2 team who are in second in the USL Western Conference. Yeah, and they're giving up like almost almost two goals a game. Well, I think yeah. it's 1.6 goals a game is what I read. And then um, they've only had two clean sheets this season. Yep. Out of their 15 games they've already played, the only two clean sheets says they're ripe for some goals. We're a team that defensively has been doing well and has been scoring, and we can take advantage of that if the guys come in that same mental attitude that we saw against Tulsa. They come in wanting to play a game and taking it to the team. I think we can do it. And it's about controlling possession, like not controlling possession, but controlling the game like we did. Maybe not possession, but making Reno play our game. You said they play a 4-4-2 and they're tight, but we like to spread the ball out wide, so we need to keep the ball moving, keep it going at them. You perfectly led me into my question for John. Reno plays on a baseball field, and we all hate that. Like, it seriously pisses me off still to this day that there are USL teams that play in, on a baseball field. And where I'm going with that is you just mentioned our guys like to play wide. They have a narrow pitch, and they play a narrow formation, which credit to them, credit to their coach Ian Russell. They play the way they should on their field. Our guys like to play wide. It's John, do you think that's a big disadvantage going into this game? I mean, yes, we've beaten them there before, and they've beaten us on a wide pitch in Sacramento before, but do you think the way that our team lines up in comparison to them, that is a disadvantage for our guys going into Saturday? Uh, honestly, I think that's something the coach will consider. We might change up our tactics a little bit um, because we know what we're getting into. We've had a couple years' experience of playing on baseball fields where there's, there's the pitcher's mound right in the middle. Yes, sir. Um, so, it, I mean, I don't remember exactly how their their pitch looks, um, but they they, it's they a lied standard, shit. It's a standard. One side is crap, and the other side is the outfield, which is better. Like it, it's they, they like will play to that. the advantage of their field. They will have experience I playing on. I expect an ugly game for sure. And I, I mean, we're gonna have to make the most of what we can. I I it, I have a hard time completely answering the question. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if, if history tells anything, it will be a good game. But I think we might struggle. Last year we won. I think we'll struggle. Last year we beat them twice on the road, in, once in the U.S. Open Cup, Alamon's free kick. And the other one was when Nisha scored and we won 2-1. You remember we played like a 4-4-2 or a 3-5-2 that game? We were on a bad run of form, and we beat them in that game where Nisha played as an inside striker and he scored from the left-hand side. 
But you wanted to comment on that? Yeah, I, I think we have played on that kind of field a couple times this season and gotten wins. Against New Mexico, they also play on the baseball diamond, which Very is true. also narrowed in like we've seen in Reno. And Fresno does the same thing, and you've notoriously talked about how narrow and poor that pitch is all around. That's very true. So, like, I think the coach is going to adapt that same mentality. And we've gone there, and we've got real hard, dirty wins where, you know, we dragged it out a little bit and beat Fresno. But we did go to New Mexico and adapted after that and got a good win, too. So I think we can go here and dominate, even though the pitch is a little bit wider. Or not as wide, I mean. One guy I think is crucial stop, that's Seth Kasipley. He has two goals and two assists for them, but he's a deep-lying center midfielder, a playmaker. He has 52 key passes, so he doesn't get on the score sheet or the assist sheet too often, but he does start a lot of their attacks, a lot of their dangerous plays run through him. He's a player who's been a thorn in our side, so I think it's crucial that we stop him if we're going to win the game. So, uh, going into our guys, Casey, do you expect... Coach Elliott to roll out the same starting 11 that we have seen the last, pretty much the last couple matches here and there, one-offs, but, or do you think we'll see some changes on Saturday night? No, I think he goes full Tulsa on it. Um, I, I think he's going to play the same lineup. That lineup fits the narrower field like we talked about. The back line can handle a guy like Herzog like we talked about a little bit earlier. I see this being one of our stronger lineups, and if we play the same style we did against Tulsa in this game, I think we can get the same kind of result, maybe not 6-0 like we said. But if we do see a change, what would you say would be a change that you might expect? Uh, I would like to see Bonomo probably come off like we talked about. He did have a but couple goals here. But he's on a two-goal goal, two goal win. But he, he, <laughs> we didn't even really want to see him start in Tulsa. So, so are you saying that you want to see that or you might expect to see that? I would expect to see him in, but I would like okay. to see him out. I'd like to see Villarreal play up in the 10th spot, 10. and I want to go back up top. All right, so what about a change that you kind of could expect to see? Uh, I think we could probably expect to see a back line change. I did talk about how Kynan offers kind of, a little yeah. bit more box yeah. control. He's a little bit more of a strong arm kind of player, and he has a little bit more of that leadership ability, that experience, I think, in the back. Yeah. And I think that's something when you are playing against a team and like it's a Reno. narrow field, too, so you don't really worry about his speed as much, right? Yeah, I, I, pitch. I think you expect – I think I expect Kynan to come in for uh, probably Harris because Tanger's been doing really well. Right Same now, question so. for you, John. Which – change could you I guess might want to see happen and what change do you kind of see Elliot ha taking um, honestly right now I on I think that I again I know I we, we've talked about this a lot I, I want cam up top you, you, I mean you can have two up top with Bonomo and cam I want cam up top damn it exactly <laughs> uh, but coach likes him back yes uh, but I, I agree with Okay. with Casey. Uh, I almost forgot your name, Casey. Center uh, back it is change. long. Two letters. Yeah, well. center back change. Kynan or Mahoney? Kynan, okay. definitely. Um, just, he's a good leader. He's got a lot of experience, and I think he could stop Reno. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I mean, we all, we've said it. We want to see Iwasa play strike or start a game that way, but hey. Hard to say that today, you know, just a couple days removed from Bonomo scoring twice and being pretty active up he there. He made an argument for himself. Uh, for me, man, Sari and Villarreal played really well. I, I, I think if we do see a change, it will be on the back line. But I'm going to go a little bit different here. I could see maybe Gomez or McCreary getting a night off. And maybe Barahona 
comes in, maybe Barahona slots in, and not necessarily Gomez comes out, but maybe Gomez goes to the right, or McCurry gets a rest, or McCurry gets a rest, or vice versa, McCurry or Gomez. I can see that happening. Do you think maybe like Gomez could go forward a bit? And I wouldn't Barahona say forward. I would say Gomez would go to the go to the right side. Or Horde maybe gets a chance. We, we don't know. But I think maybe one of the outside backs, because they have been logging a lot of minutes. Yeah. So Gomez and, plays and, and almost I, I do expect Barahana to be one of our key starters within the next couple games. Really? So you think he will supplant Gomez out of the starting lineup? Maybe. I mean, it's going to be tough. Mean, He's been one of our best players. Of, of changing... It depends on what he offers. Gomez has been so good, uh, though. I he mean, ha- defensively, he but he doesn't offer a whole lot going but, forward. Hey, but, hey... If you're not giving up goals, that's literally well, your job. And if you and have I, a team, I get it. You want to see. If you see, have a team that's scoring six goals too, you're not really worried about. Yeah, it. exactly. I, you, we all want to see James Kiffey flying up the left wing. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just but, saying. But if you, but Gomez is one of our key stoppers. Like that guy, and he usually is tasked with playing some very dangerous wingers. Like he, I think he has like the hardest matchup most of the time, and he comes away. On top, but hey, let's get into it. I guess we gotta go into our predictions, right? So, yeah. John, I'll let you start. What's your prediction? I think we go two one. Two one, the old tried and true. The old tried and true. <laughs> uh, I do think that, again, like I said it before, Reno's kind of our boogeyman. We always seem to lack something, but we're also on a really good high right now. We're playing with a lot of confidence. We're playing with a lot of quality, a lot of skill. Um, so I think we we edge it out. Um, Let's say Werner and Awasa get the goals. That's easy, but that's that's who I'm calling. Werner and Awasa. All right, all right, Casey. Go ahead, man. I'm going to go with the old tried and true 2-0. Um, I think our defensive work will be enough to, to stall him out. Um, if, if I'm going to have to put names on the goals, I'd like to see Bijev get one. I think he's in the mood. I think he's looking good. I think it's you know the next step for him is getting on the board again. Uh, so I want that. And... Uh, I think you go with Iwasa. He's just—he's on fire this season. He's in his. He's got zone, nine goals now. And it's hard to say he's not going to get a goal this time. He's so, knocking out the door of yeah. uh, being the league leader like in you goals. Ta- you yeah. talked about it in the last game. He got two, but he could have had five if, if he would have got them all in. So I think he's a you know a high contender every game. So we got two one. We got two nil. Man, uh, you pretty much uh, put me in a corner here, but uh, I think it'll Six be. Six nil. <laughs> I think. It will be a game with some goals scored, uh, but I do think it will be an ugly game just because of the narrow pitch and, you know, half of it being the infield of the baseball team in Reno. So um, I think we're going to win 3-2 in a thriller. I think we'll see a late goal from, of course, Kamawasa. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure about the other two. Uh, Give me a goal from Bijev getting his first of the season in league play and give me another center back goal i i'm gonna double down i called it last game pretty much we were all right on our predictions last game in terms of who we thought might score (laughs) at least even if our scores were off give me another center back goal i I called a center back goal and a wasa goal and even though i predicted (laughs) both of those things happened so give me another (laughs) one uh tainer he's gonna have back-to-back goals all right. All I would right. love to see that. I think Tanner right now is in good form, so it's good to see him. So we go, we want to know your predictions. Let us know. Are you going to go to the game? Are you going to make the trip? Please let us know because I'll be out there Friday and Saturday. Love to hang out. Love to 
throw a couple beers back before the game, during the game. Uh, and of course, I'd love to be as loud and as crazy as possible Saturday. Give Reno a dose of what the Republic home atmosphere is like on the road. Um, yeah, so I guess we're going to talk a little bit about the Gold Cup. Sure. All right. Let's talk about it. The U.S. is about to play right now, so they're going to advance. We don't know who they'll play yet, but... They're probably just about kicking off at this point. Yeah, so. they are. So they we'll make this as fast as possible so we can go watch the game. Yeah, so uh, they're moving on no matter what their result is tonight. They'll be into the quarterfinal, eight teams left. Mexico is on the other side of the bracket no matter what. We'll be on one side of the bracket. Yeah. You think we're taking this or what? I think it's going to come down to us in Mexico, um, and I, I think we can. I think the dominant performance we saw against Trinidad and Tobago, that's a, that's a performance we needed to see. I think this is a team that when they are together and are performing, we're seeing good things from them. Berhalter's mentali mentality of the passing and controlling is somewhat working. Now, these are against lower division teams, so you can control games like that. When you're playing against maybe a, a higher level of competition, I don't know if it would work to the same effect. But for this competition, I think it'll work, and I think you'll get the result. What do you think, John? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm most very excited after our 6-0 six, six win. Um, our guys showed a lot of fight, and that makes me confident. We've, we've won the Gold Cup quite a few times. I think we can do it again. I don't think Mexico cares as much about this competition. Mexico's been looking really good. I, Mexico has a ton of talent. I don't think again. I think I don't they're, think they I think they're the favorite, though. Uh, uh, they're a bit farther on the stage of the redevelopment too. They're a team that has transitioned a little bit before us, so now they're coming way back into form compared to where we're starting to work back into. Yeah, that but we have to remember though, they do have uh, Raúl Jiménez, yeah. who's coming off a really good season with the Wolves, but he's scoring goals for them. Guardado has been playing well. I do think that's what we'll see though. Mexico coming from one side, U.S coming from the other side um, but yeah I think you have to say that Mexico's still the favorite I mean until they've they were the favorite going in and they've looked really good in yeah. their three games so we'll see what happens what about Friday though Friday my birthday I hope I hope the ladies don't lose but the US women they play their quarterfinal match against France they're actually the underdog for this yeah. game what do you think about that I think the performance that we just saw against Spain wasn't a good enough performance. Um, we relied on the penalties to really win the game. I don't think that the penalties, the second penalty at least, was really soft. The first one I think was a clear cut no matter what. The second one is a penalty, but it's a soft one, so I think they got a little lucky on that. I don't think it was a performance that we wanted to see from them. Yeah. France also hasn't been the best making their yeah, way to the Yeah, they've also, I think some people are forgetting about that. Like, everyone's talking about the U.S. not playing that great against Spain. France, the last couple games... They haven't. They've also relied on some penalties on some yeah. VAR decisions. So it'll be what team steps up, really. And uh, France is a good team, so let's not put it a pass. I and mean, I know France as a country wants to win both of them in one year. So are we beating turn. France? But I think we beat France. I think that the, the girls what's, are great. What's the score? Yeah. I think the girls are going to beat them. I think it's actually going to be pretty comfortable in the end. I think three 0 Wow, that's three actually, nil. That's what I, that's what I was going to call it too. Oh, what? Whoa, yeah. three nil. Three nil. I, I think. think so. I still think. I still think. On the day, I think we're kind really of waning a little bit. You know, we are the last the three times the team. women have played France, they have not beaten them. They've lost them twice and tied once. I did not know that, but I don't follow the women's league enough to, right. to, to be an honest but, voice on But, that I mean, those were friendlies. Those were a different competition, and we know that the women are always feared. But are you surprised that the women are actually the underdog? Like, they're the they're the betting underdog on Friday. That, that I am surprised. Um, 
we've for the past what 10 plus years we've had the best women's team in the world yeah i mean pretty much since 99 uh when they won their first uh or their second but there's always the pressure too of doing the repeat whenever mm -hmm. you're the defending champion coming into such a big competition yeah there's that extra bit of pressure that rides on your shoulders and I think that also maybe would lead a little bit to that stat. So. I think we'll win, but I definitely don't have the same confidence to see you guys. I say we win 2-1 um, after extra time. I think it will be a tight game. Um, I am a little bit nervous because it is in France. It is in Paris. So it will be loud. It's going to be a very cool environment, though, because we've seen how loud the U.S. women's fans are. And, of course, France playing at home. So I think we're going to see probably the most electric atmosphere ever for a women's World Cup game, honestly. I really think it's going to be that crazy in that stadium. So uh, I saw actually that they were selling tickets for that game on the secondary market for like 10 grand. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's, that's something for, I'll never be seeing. <laughs> and, and somehow they can't afford to pay our, our women the same amount. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole different uh, can of worms. But um, yeah, it should be a good game. Friday's my birthday. I don't, wanna, I don't want them to lose. On my birthday, man. Like, come on. But I am a little bit concerned. So, anyways, let us know your thoughts and your predictions on the U.S. men and women as they play in their respective tournaments. And, of course, your thoughts on the Republic and Reno. And let us know for sure if you're going on Saturday. Uh, tell us where you're staying. Maybe we'll meet up and have a pregame beer, pregame uh, dinner. Fun. Do something fun. So, uh, you guys got any last thoughts? No, I think I think that's going to be it. I, you know, we'll keep you posted on the U.S. playing in the Gold Cup as well as the women's national team. We're not going to do a whole lot of individual coverage, but we will talk about it on these podcasts from here on out yep. until it progresses. So um, do stay tuned for that. We'll try to keep going. I know we're playing right now, so we'll talk about that maybe next week. Any last thoughts, John? Uh, I just I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Saturday. Reno games are always the. You just make sure you get a babysitter. Right? I'm trying. I'm trying to ensure that I have a babysitter so I can go up there. All right. Do it. Once again, we're at Four Rock Brewing. Check them out. If you haven't been here before, it's a great place, great beer. Uh, I'm Mark Anthony. That's KCJ. That's John Glatz. And we'll see you next time. All right, guys, we appreciate you watching this Old Glory Rare Report video. If you enjoyed this content, we'll have something that YouTube likes for you over here. There'll be something that we think we'll you'll enjoy over here, so check those out. Subscribe right down here. We are on Facebook at the Old Glory Red Report, Instagram and Twitter, Old Glory Red. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a big thumbs up because we love that. We appreciate that very much. Subscribe to the channel. We are on the Beautiful Game Network, so if you don't have the time to watch it, head over to Stitcher, the Apple Store, the iTunes Store. You can catch that podcast over there in the audio form. Uh, we also are live here at Fort Rock Brewing. We appreciate everything they do. If you get a chance, we shoot on Wednesday, so come join us down here at Fort Rock Brewing. All those links will be in the description below. We appreciate you watching. Until next time, thanks, guys.